0: What's up, Dolphins fans? This is your host, Kyle Krabs, and I hope you have your bags packed because we're staying extra long for a stay at Club Dub, baby. Victory Friday on the Locked on Dolphins podcast, our second victory podcast of the week. The Dolphins victorious at home over the Baltimore Ravens by a final score of 22-10. We're going to talk all about it here and now. Buckle in are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? This is your host, Kyle Krabs, here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Friday, November 12th, 2021, and obviously a lot to talk about. The Dolphins on Thursday night football, they beat the Baltimore Ravens. You are hearing that correctly. They beat the Baltimore Ravens, and we are going to break down everything that happened. There is a plethora of storylines that we need to get into today on the show. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center for communities everywhere. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. McDonald's, I'm loving it. I, of course, always love when each and every one of you make Locked On Dolphins your first Dolphins listen of the day, which is why we wanted to make sure, I'm not going to lie, it is 221 a.m. on Friday morning. Just got back to Shula's Hotel and Resort and uh, couldn't help myself. I said, yeah, you know, I I could get a little bit of sleep. Try to let my voice box recover from screaming my head off in the stands at the Rock tonight. Nope. You guys needed this ASAP and I needed to do this ASAP because I am juiced about the performance by a lot of players for the Miami Dolphins. And I think obviously the number one storyline in this football game is that the Dolphins defense showed up in a massive way they held the Baltimore Ravens to 304 yards of offense and 4.3 yards per play Lamar Jackson four and a half yards per pass in this contest over 43 attempts when you consider the fact 304 yards of offense. Here's Baltimore's offensive output for the season per game, 406 yards, 481 yards, 387, 406, 523, 327, 393 by week, 500 yards last week against the Vikings, 304 yards. If that's not impressive enough for you, I got another one. The Ravens in this football game had 94 rushing yards as a team. 94. Baltimore this season in their games has rushed for 189, 251, 116, 102, 86, 187, 115, and 247. 94. The Dolphins defense. And how did they do it? They cover zeroed the shit out of this team. They said, we are going to walk up on the line of scrimmage with everybody that you have to block plus one, and we are going to dare you to hit throws down the field and outside the numbers. And Lamar couldn't hook him up. He said in the post game, you know, it was effectively zero, and there was just nothing we could really do about it. This was a big-boy performance for the Dolphins' defense. And it started on the very first possession when Javon Holland let the the Baltimore Ravens know he was not here to mess around tonight because he blasted a Baltimore Raven going out of bounds. It was a big play for Baltimore. They got the corner, but Holland blasted that dude. Baltimore goes down, kicked the field goal. The offense sputters. Baltimore, their barrage continues, Justin Tucker misses a field goal, and from there, Miami found their stride, and their stride was reliant on a lot of guys playing good games defensively for the Dolphins, Wilkins and Davis and Sealer up front, Odbo was a monster, Baltimore, their, their initial response to the pressure looks was to try to throw a lot of perimeter screens. And Emmanuel Agba's getting upfield fast enough that Lamar Jackson has to eat the throw on a screen pass, a quick throw. Eats the ball, takes a sack on the play. Phenomenal effort by Emmanuel Agba. He played a tremendous football game. On the second level, Jerome Baker, I thought they played him up on the line of scrimmage a little bit higher rate. Was a very positive presence for the Dolphins in a lot of ways. Javon Holland, Brandon Jones. Holland, next gen stats had the numbers. Holland blitzed 21 times last night. Brandon Jones blitzed 17. They gave him double birds. The same thing that we talked about, the how disrespectful the Buffalo Bills offense or defensive game plan was against the Miami Dolphins in week two. Miami just did the same thing. We're going to sit eight yards off. We're going to catch your routes. We're going to bring one extra than you can block, and we're going to dare you to take us out of that. And Baltimore literally could not do anything with it. I don't know what's changed in this Dolphins defense over the last three weeks, but the effort in the first half of the Buffalo game was tremendous. And by and large, the entire game was a very admirable effort. Against Houston, five turnovers. And the experience of playing Tarod Taylor was probably a nice dress rehearsal for a lot of things Miami ended up doing against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. It's a more explosive version. It's a much better player than Terod Taylor. But they generally played him a lot of the same ways. And the recipe had success. And if you think about what the Dolphins have from here over the next four games, you're going to have the New York Jets, You're going to have the Carolina Panthers with either P.J. Walker or Cam Newton, who signed on Thursday. You're going to have Daniel Jones, and you're going to have the New York Jets again. Those are four matchup opportunities where if you're able to heat up Lamar Jackson like this, if you stay aggressive, and I'm assuming there's more trust on the back end with Javon Holland that is allowing the Dolphins' defense to get a lot more exotic with what they're choosing to do defensively. And if that is the case... Perhaps the key has been turned, this unit has been kickstarted, and you're going to have a hard time telling me otherwise when you give up 304 yards to Baltimore, 4.3 yards per play. A tremendous effort, two turnovers. Fumble recovery returned for a touchdown by Xavier Howard, made some poor girl Baltimore Ravens fan who had to sit next to me for the first 50 days Minutes of this football game. Lamar or Xavier Howard ran that thing back. (laughs) She got up and walked straight out of the stadium. Didn't see her the rest of the night. Rage quit on the spot. You hate to see it. You really do. And then the interception by Justin Coleman. Uh, Lamar Jackson, by the way, his first career interception in the red zone. The Miami Dolphins in primetime football on Thursday night football. Walking into the club dub for the second weekend in a row. And you got a long weekend now. Get a little bit of rest. Mini bye. You got to like it. Especially when you consider what the schedule looks like over the course of the next month. If you give this kind of defensive performance, you have to like your chances to be very competitive in a number of the remaining football games left to be played. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, win or lose. It's a place for teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team to come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to reset, rest, and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Dolphins watch party? McDonald's. I'm loving it. I'm loving some of the explosive plays this Dolphins offense manufactured in this contest as well. I mean, it goes without saying, Jacoby Brissett uh, hit Isaiah Ford, who just refuses to to die, right? He's always <laughs> bad on this team. He was targeted four times and had four catches for 84 yards in this contest with a fifty long of fifty-two. Would have loved to have seen somebody else in the open field with the ball, because it probably would have done a little bit more than it and, and would have scored. And when he had that catch and run from Jacoby, and you were forced to you got all the way down on the, the goal line and for forced to kick the field goal. He kind of said, oh, jeez. Is this setting up similar to the Buffalo script where the defense gives you everything they have and they just run out of gas because you can't do anything with the ball offensively? was petrified. And then lo and behold, it's a scoreless third quarter and you're going in the fourth quarter and it's 6-3. Not a real confident place to be. But the Dolphins' offense... Also got explosive plays from Jalen Waddell. 35-yard chunk gain, courtesy of Tua Valoa, And Albert Wilson, with the biggest play of the game, with Miami trying to close this thing out, a 64-yard catch and run for Burt Wilson. All of the hype that existed in training camp for one night, even if it is only one night, manifested itself. Mike Osecki had a quiet night in this football game, and you know what? It's pretty hard to blame him when the Ravens decided to shadow him at times with Marlon Humphrey. What a great sign of respect the Ravens paid to Mike Osecki than to have a lot of reps with number 44 in purple lined up on the other side. You know what? He was targeted seven times. A lot of those targets were not accurate throws. It kind of is what it is. I'm fine. I'm not worried about Mike. Mike's going to be fine. You had a couple of really unlikely contributors create 50-plus yard plays for this offense, and let's be honest, how many 50-yard plays does does the Dolphins have coming into this game? This was just an oddity game amongst oddity games, and Tua Valoa coming in off the bench after Jacoby Brissett goes 11-23 for 156 yards, was sacked twice, Tua comes in goes 8 of 13 for 158 yards and rushes for the icing touchdown. Can we please, regardless of what Tua's situation is, you're trying to find out if this young man is your franchise quarterback. If he's healthy enough to dress, he's healthy enough to play. And he sure looked fine on that 35-yard air yards completion of Jalen Waddle. Probably underthrew it a little bit. Probably didn't drive it to the best of his ability. And sure looked fine on that wheel off the jet motion to Albert Wilson to put this game in the bag. I don't want to see another rep of Jacoby Brissett the rest of the way. You're trying to figure out if you have a franchise quarterback. Period. And as a point of reference, you know how many throws Jacoby Brissett attempted in this football game that went beyond 10 yards downfield? Let's start with Tua. Tua, 8 of 13. Three of them went beyond 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. And wouldn't you know, he completed two of them. The 35-yarder to Waddle and the 62-yarder that went 20 yards down the field in the air to Albert Wilson. Jacoby Brissett, as I said, he was 11 of 23 in this game. You know how many went beyond 10 yards past the line of scrimmage? Nine. You know how many completed? Five. Nine of five. And they were all to the right side of the field. Jacoby Brissett did not complete a single pass to the right of the right hash all night. And nine to five might not sound bad. But then you consider he had more completions, be it closer to five yards to the line of scrimmage than he had beyond 10 yards. He was six of six within five yards of the line of scrimmage, including half of those came behind the line of scrimmage. So if your whole argument for Tua not playing is that he's not driving the ball, your offense didn't ask the quarterback to drive the ball. A lot of manufactured throws, a lot of screen passes. Rightfully so. Baltimore super aggressive. You got to let this kid play. Period. I don't care if there's issues with pre-snap procedures, you know, that to my opinion is just as much of an indictment on the other skill players and the inexperience and the coaching issues on the team quarterback eventually should be taking responsibility for that and if those issues exist that's fine. but you're three and seven now. Go ahead and let live with those mistakes because we can't sit here and pretend like the dolphins didn't make mistakes in this football game. They were penalized 11 times for 97 yards. Holy cow, they were one of four in the red zone. but you got a defensive touchdown. Your defense was clutch, and you won the turnover battle. This team made mistakes, and they found a way to win the football game. So if you're going to have to deal with procedural mistakes with Tua in the pre-snap processing or have more negative plays because his identification process isn't quite as sharp because he's a younger player, fine. His feel for fading from pressure, his accuracy, and his short area agility, especially in an offense that does not naturally push the ball down the field, I could care less. Go let him rip it. Listen up, Dolphins fans. we got an amazing app that we need to tell you about. We've been preaching about GetUpside, and it is another reminder for you that listeners of this show are getting $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. You can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code Touchdown and get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back. There's no catch. Cash gets added right into your account. And you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Download for free the Get Upside app and use promo code Touchdown. Speaking of touchdowns, to put one in to put this game on ice late in the game. Quarterback sneak it was nice to see them have the ability to at least punch one in. Oh my goodness. The red zone offense for the majority of the night was demoralizing, but there were a lot of bright spots from individual players, and I know I mentioned some of them. But there was one play in particular for Jalen Phillips, who of course got on the board with another half sack early in this contest. And um, it's nice to see him starting to come alive. But there was one play in particular that leapt off the field at me with Jalen Phillips and it's when Lamar Jackson was flushed to his right as a runner with the ball and he's trying to get the corner and Jalen Phillips all 265 pounds of him beats Lamar to the corner in a dead sprint and escorts him out of bounds And it, in a lot of ways, embodies what is so exciting about Jalen Phillips as a player. When a player of that stature and that magnitude plays that hard, moves that fast, is that dynamic, and really gives a shit, plays hard, that's a lot to love about Jalen Phillips. I know we all want him to be a double-digit sack guy right off the jump. We talked about the pressure numbers earlier this week. Let's appreciate those effort plays because some of these young guys, him, Javon Holland, they are playing their butts off. Javon Holland got up on the the podium today and said, tonight's the most fun I've ever had. Brother, me too. (laughs) Because I was in the stands having the time of my life after three quarters of being pins and needles. You know, this is a, a lot of instances. There's not been a lot of things to be excited about this season for Miami after the Week 1 win. The seven-game losing streak. The hard luck losses, three that came on the last play, of the game-on-game game winning field goals by the opposing team. Overtime heartbreak. Quarterback injuries. The other player injuries. The wide receiver injuries. You know what? For one night, this was just... Enjoy it. And that's exactly what we got. These guys went out, let it rip. They got themselves a quality win. And I think there's a lot of guys that are are continuing to to jostle for how prominent of players they're going to be in this this organization. A lot of young guys. So much so so Robert Hunt's catching screen passes and trying to run them into the end zone. I believe he said he, quote, blacked out. <laughs> Hell of an effort to get the ball over the goal line, too, Robert. No, little mistakes. They're, they're, this team's going to have to live with them. They're not going away through 10 games. It's just kind of the way it is. But if you can get a little bit of swagger back, a little bit of belief in who you are, then let's see what the last seven games has in store. We went over the next four games. You should expect if you are giving the effort that you gave against Baltimore, and football doesn't always work this way. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Dolphins are going to run the table over the next four games. But I am going to tell you that Miami puts this in a bottle. Miami gets a little bounce in their step from this. These young guys believe we can take the field, and we are going to get some bounces of the ball. We can dictate terms of the game. That's the number one change with this team right now. They are dictating to other teams defensively how they want to play the game. As we said, you must be something before you can be everything. This Dolphins team is suddenly very aggressive on defense. We'll see if they can make some explosive plays, be a part of the routine uh, identity of the offense. I'll be surprised but it sure was nice to see some pre-snap motion and take advantage of undisciplined defensive back play and kudos to Tua Tongavaloa for coming in off the bench despite the fact that he dressed for the game and being ready on a moment's notice and battling through adversity because that's about all he's faced in Miami whether you like him or don't and help this team get a win Hope you guys enjoyed. I know I certainly did. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Kyle Krabs signing off. We're going to do power to the pod this week as well. I'm going to link up with you guys, make sure we have the Q&A session. Looking forward to hearing from what all of you maniacs have to say after a 2-0 and oh short week. It was certainly a great two-week homestand for me to Come down and partake in the festivities for myself. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins, Kyle Krabs, your team, every day. Fins up. Enjoy your victory Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Make it a great one.